Welcome to the OC Bombers Podcast. And now, here's Neil. Hey, Scotty, how are you? Excellent and exceptional. How are you doing, buddy? Fantastic. Number 57. 57. We took a week off, and now we're back. Back and better than ever. Heinz 57. Oh, I love me some Heinz 57. I like it on steak. I like it on burgers. I like it on chicken. It's come that, that term that 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 term has come to mean a lot of things, you know. Heinz fifty seven, so, yeah. How so? Well, because it's like a like a variety. Oh, it's what do you got there? Oh, it's just a Heinz fifty seven. It's kind of that that context you can use it in as a big mushamag um, of of things. You know what? I'm going to use it in whatever <laughs> Skype meeting I have tomorrow for work. And see if it works. It's like a Heinz fifty seven of debits and <laughs> well, credits. I don't know what's in exactly. there. Exactly. Exactly. And of course, number 57, speaking Oh, uh, here we go. Here we go. Uh, album on the 57. List, on, on, on the list of the 112 albums. We're starting of the, of the downhill, ladies and gentlemen. Downhill on the list. No, these are, these, are, these are all gems. This one's from the 2018 release from Jer- Jeremy Messersmith, Late State Capitalism. This is one of those guys who's kind of, I heard his, heard his album, heard his couple songs on the radio, and I went to listen to the album, and it really hooked me, and it's a... Uh, what radio I station? Be- I, wait a second, I haven't heard of him before, and I haven't heard since his album, so that's, he could be a one-hit wonder. Um, this is, I listened to The Loft on Sirius XM. Oh, one of those satellite radio stations. One of those Not terrestrial. No, no, no. Terrestrial? But it's a kind of... Is that the word? Pop, poppy, yeah. I think, pop, pop, poppy album. You like it, Scotty. Pop. Pop. Oh, uh, I will listen to it tomorrow when I use I the term Heinz 57 of debits and credits. <laughs> there you go. So what else is going on? Do you, do you have any feedback? Yeah, from, we, feedback we got a bunch of feedback. We two weeks being off. Two weeks. Uh, the interview with the original brother-in-law, Bill. Sure. People seem to really enjoy that a little behind the scenes of the uh, Hollywood machine or the Wilmington, Wilmywood machine. People it enjoyed that. You know, by, by the way, my sister Linda told me that uh, Elliot, who did not listen to it, as 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 of like maybe Thursday or Friday, would have loved that episode. So I hope hope he listened to it. And now he's listening to this one, so we'll see. Well, he better be. He's a, he's a big guy. He's into all that. He he could be a friend with you, you and Bill. Well, as you know, I have a circle of friends, so I understand that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, also, I want to give a yes. shout out to North Central Pennsylvania. Drink. Hello, everybody. Drink. Bud. My papa has retired for the fourth time. Congratulations, bud. So hopefully the fourth time is the charm. How long is this going to last? Does Eileen have anything to do with it? Get out of the house. Go. That is exactly what happens. (laughs) The previous three times, she's like, you need something to do. Leave me alone. Get out of here. Do something with yourself. Listen, listen. If you want a support group, talk talk to Lisa. Okay, <laughs> go. So, d- did you get out of the house uh, while we were off? Yeah, we did. Uh, this past weekend, the weather around here was really nice. We had a um, a birthday party for one of my friends, Ted Bedell. You know Ted. Some of those listeners know Ted. It's his 60th birthday party. Hey, happy now, birthday, hope- Ted! And uh, so we had like an outdoor gathering. We all had our own pizzas that we ate kelly did it very nicely very appropriately and uh brought her own uh drinks it was nice and, and you stayed six feet apart yes yeah yeah maybe you got uh, uh, more or less. A little, you know maybe after a um a beer or two things got a, yeah but, but we we were very safe though we were knowing ca- you you ca- were pawing we, everyone and hugging we were Neil. conscious of the situation how's that very good yeah we, we had a uh, family picnic with uh Okay. Kelly's family, and it was, uh, you know, out in the garage, and we, you know, kept a little distance. So it was nice seeing everybody. 
Yeah, it is. It's really great. I think things are going to get a little bit. Um, you know, the thing I, I worry about is that people don't get too crazy. But you know, well, remember, remember Scott, what, what's OCB's? Uh, what what what's our the podcast is? Social distancing, wash your hands, and stay safe, right? Well, it's physical distancing, but I, I understand what you're saying. And don't drink the Lysol either. Let's throw it, that in. Exactly. There. So yeah. we'll see in a couple weeks, because it takes two weeks for the this virus to incubate, whether there's a little right. spike since things are opening up. So hopefully right. not. Keep washing your hands. Be safe. Now, I have been reading a bunch of things about the sports industry yes. as you know uh, it sounds like the nba might start playing games all at walt disney world complex in orlando that's in correct. orlando they might play like five or six games a day which right. sounds crazy to me the nhl but, they, but also just back to the nba yeah. they're going to do it in some kind of round robin kind of um situation also which i think is fat I, I, I like round robin competitions yeah th- that'll be fun something a little bit mm-hmm. different yeah Yes. And then the yes. the NHL wants to start back up in July and maybe start having playoffs in August. So like per normal, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> but they want to have like 24 team playoff and then basically jump right into the next season if they can. Uh-huh. And then college football, a lot of mixed uh Yeah, what's going on with that? I have not heard anything. Right? Uh, some people are saying, no, let's do it. Uh, some people are like, no, if uh, the students can't be on campus, we're not going to have football. Other things are like, uh, th- think of like Michigan Stadium where they fit like 158 million people in that stadium. I've been there, by the way. Of course you have. Well, oh. just like how many tickets they can sell and how they would distance uh, people oh, just so they have uh-huh. people in there. They want to pump in crowd noise to all these venues for the players. Uh, Is that really? Yeah. Since there's going to be limited fans, they want to do all kinds of stuff. So I think it'll be very interesting to see what actually happens. Right. I'm not really worried about the Big Ten or the uh, SEC. It's like kind of what's the uh, Missouri Valley Conference going to do? Well, well, and let's be honest, uh, the NASCAR ain't doing it for me for sports. Okay. Sorry if you uh, like the NASCAR, that's fine, but um, it's not and, doing it for me. <laughs> and of course, baseball can't get their act together. We still don't, I mean, no, I understand. It's like, oh, uh, we're going to pay you half. No, uh, now we're not going to pay you that much. And yeah. hey, uh, what about the other guys, uh, the minor yeah. leaguers? We got to pay them. Just because there's no good answers to any of these things, but there's got to, there should be some got to be compromised at both at both ends and it's got to people got to adjust that's the answers it is right? a hot mess it really is a hot mess now you think uh maybe being stuck at home might be getting a little old even though things are starting to open up but neil at least you're not trapped in a haunted castle surrounded by wolves what here's a story a Bolivian orchestra group has Bolivia. Bolivia. Do we have any listed? Do we have listed as a Bolivia? We will now. Okay. <laughs> we have a couple in Germany. Uh-huh. This Bolivian orchestra has been stranded for seventy-three plus days at the Rheinsberg Palace in Germany. Yeah. Okay. So it's located about an hour and a half outside of Berlin. Their concert tour, you know, collapsed because people couldn't come. The sure, dates were sure, canceled. Sure. But then they couldn't leave the country due to border closures. Sure. And then due to the social distancing restrictions, these performers have not been able to leave the palace grounds of this castle. And the surrounding woodland area is inhabited by 23 packs of wolves. 
Oh, interesting. Werewolf, werewolf, <laughs> werewolf, werewolf. So, it, it, so at least your house isn't surrounded by uh, rabid wolves but, or right, exactly, wolves. Right. It, 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 it could be worse. <laughs> wow. That is awful. So I hope those uh, people get out of there soon. Or I wonder if they're practicing the whole time. It's, got, it's a little close They should close be pretty quarters. good, huh? Yeah. All right, Neil, last episode, you teased this. Okay. Our big topic for this episode is going to be our personal musical Mount Rushmore. Now, we might have more of our personal Mount Rushmores on other topics in later episodes. Sure, sure. But this is just music. This is music. You love music. I love music. Right. Who doesn't love music? What's wrong with you if you don't like music? If you don't like music, I don't trust you. <laughs> And we had to come up with four because on Mount Rushmore, there are four presidents. So you only get four. Correct. correct? So those are the rules. Right. Those are the rules. Now, and and right, what we talked about that um, offline that that you were going to um, guess my four and I was going to guess your four. Right. So let's do that. Would you like to go first or would you like me to guess your four first? Well, just just because one of my my four has already been revealed. So so that's a gimme. It was it was the tease. It was the talking head. The talking head. Oh, I had that down. Good. One for one. Okay. Okay. So so, so you're winning one out there. All right. So uh, yeah. Why don't you give Why don't you give me your four? See what happens. Okay. The rest for Neil. The remaining three on his musical Mount Rushmore. I am guessing. You have the Talking Heads, obviously. The Rolling Stones. Okay. The Grateful Dead. Uh huh. And Wilco. Wow. Okay. Now, Neil, Interesting. what would you guess for me? I think anybody who has listened to the podcast can guess three out of my four. You think? I think so. I think I think I'm I'm pretty easy. All right. Well, I well I think the gimme for you is as we talked about earlier was the um was Hall and Oates. Uh, I don't um, know. That that, maybe that maybe that's so I'm going to say Hall and Oates. I am going to go old school with Buddy Holly. Then I'm going to go with the '80s vibe with you for Duran Duran. And this was a tough one for me, the country, the country twang. Yeah. But I'm going to go with the Mavericks. So those, those are my favorite. We have we have Hall and Oates, Buddy Holly, Duran Duran, and the Mavericks. Very interesting. And let's see who's right. Oh, why don't we wait until after the break? I'm on the edge of my seat. Oh, we're such a tease. <laughs> well, you'll find out after this message. All right. Bye-bye. We all know that you love listening to the OCB podcast, but let's get real. Sometimes you just can't quite follow or understand what the heck Neil is trying to say. Boy, oh boy, tell me about it. Imagine this. In just one month, you'll be able to know everybody's name in a restaurant. How fun! And in two months' time, you'll be able to go to any concert by yourself and interact with, and maybe even befriend, complete strangers, all while feeling perfectly normal and not being afraid. Not really one of my life goals, but okay. Well, don't waste your time with other language apps learning a useless foreign language. Get the new and exciting OCB Rosetta Stone app and learn to speak Neil. Tell me more about this Rosalita Come Out Tonight Stone. You can learn innovative new Neil words that will make your life fun. Hey Neil, what did you think about the movie? Fair. Oh, I didn't like it either. Use the OCB Rosetta Stone and open a whole new understanding of life and also what Neil is talking about on the OCB podcast. 
like Superman power through, uh, you know, could c- c- see like a see through things like um. Beg pardon. Like Superman power through, cr- uh, you know. Come again. Could c- could see like a see through things like um. Yeah, still not quite getting it. Imagine having a conversation in Neil's language. Hey Neil, did you scrub my iPhone charger? Maybe one of the kids scrubbed it. Oh, I know. He actually meant. Maybe one of the kids took it. See how easy it is to fully understand the language of Neil? Speaking Neil can even connect you with that special someone in your life. Hey honey, what are we doing for Valentine's Day this year? It doesn't matter, as long as we spend Valentine's Day together. The OCB Rosetta Stone is easy to install and fun for all ages. Anyone can use it. you save up your own money and buy one yourself. Call 1-800-O-B-C-N-E-E-L and start speaking Neil today. Available for all electronic devices running the OCB operating system. So Neil, that that Bolivian orchestra, do you think they've had kids and one is being raised by the pack of wolves yet? You think they had to keep time? Two, three, a lot of Viennese waltzes maybe? I don't know, but feral kids, I think that's a concern. And we're back. Welcome back to the OC Bombers podcast. We're available on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Leave us your feedback and comments. Oh, I busted a blood vessel in my throat. Don't do that, Scott. All right, so uh, the uh, personal musical Mount Rushmore's here, Neil. I think we got to turn it over to you since you've already given us one. Why don't you right, kick so wanna, us off here? Right, so I want to put this back in context to where we were a couple of weeks ago about the why, the Talking Heads, why I had picked the Talking Heads. This will be... By the way, I would never have guessed the Talking Heads for you. Right, because it's all about the pillars. Remember about the pillars. That's the whole thing, is that we're talking about... The, talking Heads kind of opening up to a whole new world, and really are... They a were the, whole they were the ones new that, world. Of, of, of oh. new wave, but not punk. Right, oh, yes. like um glam rock david bowie they kind of they were they were to me they were the uh open my world to all those other types of musics that i were not and also the visual aspect of, of music as well which i, I a, would think uh, the talking heads are kind of the uh thinking man's new wave that's kind of where i'm at but it, and i and i am a thinking man scotty you think a lot i do <laughs> <laughs> about all right, so, what so we talk i about- don't know so enough about the talking heads let's go to your number one okay, on okay. so my number one um Oh, not number one. There's no order here, by the there, way. There is no because order. This is, these are the, the four, right? I just want to make the, the, the first one you want to you want to talk about. I, I think mine might be more. It, mine will be chronological, but a little background on me. Grow, okay. Growing up, listening to uh, Bud's records, a lot of big band, Glenn Miller, sure. jazz, Manhattan Transfer, lots of pop, lots of Barry Manilow in there. Uh, country, Statler Brothers, Kenny Rogers, Ronnie Millsap, and then... Top 40 radio really hit in the mid to late 70s through the mid to late 80s. MTV, that's my wheelhouse right. musical. So that's that's where I'm coming from. But okay. number one for me, you guessed it, Buddy Holly. Woohoo! Now, it could be the crickets, could be Buddy Holly and the crickets, or just Buddy Holly. But the no. first time I really heard Buddy was on the school bus. Uh-huh. It was a program, History of Rock and Roll. You know, from the beginnings of it, you know, through the mid-70s, heard Buddy's Mm -hmm. music, awesome music, and a tragic story to boot. 
Um, he had a lot of music, a lot of great music in a short period of time with different right. sounds. So yes. rockabilly, country, western swing, R&B, and then towards the end of his life, a lot of classic pop songs with strings, which a lot of people thought he was crazy for doing that. You're rock and roll. What are you doing? Great music. A lot of people influenced a lot of the great early artists, and he yeah. was influenced by them too. Love Buddy Holly. Love but the crickets. I am. Uh, I, I, I'm. I'm very proud of you, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> what, you, you think I'm not capable of that? I, I just. Don't I that. don't know, but no, it's a great choice. It's right there. It's. I. Yeah. He's. He is. He is groundbreaking in all different ways. And it's. He was. Yes, I agree. And so. in the first class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. How about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Neil. Let's go with uh, number two for you. Number two, um, well, this is another gimme for everybody, I think. This will be the Grateful Dead. So, um, I, you know, what? Ooh. Anyway, sub, sub, September 2nd, 1978, Giant Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey. Me and my, me and two buddy, high school buddies went to uh, went, went overnight to see the Grateful Dead in, uh, in in New Jersey, and it changed my life. What what a musical experience could be, and it's and so that so that not only the live aspect of the Grateful Dead, but really to me, what really gave me the love of the Grateful Dead was also the way they interpreted other music. And the I learned about blues. Pigpen in the early days, which is what he had died in the early 70s, but he was their blues singer. And the blues that he brought, it just kind of gave me an appreciation for that. But more importantly, this is what the Grateful Dead really did for me. It gave me an appreciation for country and Western music and oh, where really? I can talk with you and Bud. I mean, now, now got, see, got most people wouldn't associate them with that. They just kind of think psychedelic oh. late 60s rock. No, 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 no. Right. No, see, no, no, now no. I they, know you can have a whole episode on the Grateful Dead. No, but the, the point, yeah, I mean, they, they started out as a jug band, quite honestly, and they were really in their, their folk roots and they kind of um, evolved out of that. But they did all those like George Jones, um, Marty Robbins songs and Chris Christopherson songs and just it was it, it and once I learned it from them and I would hear it someplace else and I and I and it just opened my world up to a whole new world of music which I would never would have got from it from from the streets of Brooklyn how did you um, how did you feel about their 80s video hit touch of gray well that's what I was going to go there the other thing other thing that I was going to say thank you that you led me into my next my next point hey all right the thing, the other thing about this pillar about the Grateful Dead they've always been kind of never about the mainstream, right? You know what I mean? They were always oh, kind right. of, even though now, even though now they're a big thing, but when I was growing up, nobody really knew a Grateful Dead song unless you were a deadhead. And, or they kind of- A bunch of hippies following them around. But, uh, but until they, they, they only had, they only had one hit, only one top 40 hit, which was Touch of Grey back in, in you know, in, um, in the 80s. And so that's the other thing I like. They were just a band that just did the job, toured, and wasn't, no, no really big commercial success. And just good, good, good. Um, but they could tournament. sell out a stadium. They, yes, they could. So um, that was my. That's my. Uh, Very nice. Second on my list. Okay, number two All on right. my list, and you guessed it, Neil. Daryl Hall and John Oates. Don't forget John Oates. He's a very integral part of this. Once again, on the school bus, I heard yes. "Rich Girl." What time? What else happened? What else happened on that school bus? <laughs> Not much. I sat there and listened to music. I'm I'm a loner, okay. Dottie. I'm a rebel. Okay. Oh, continue. So I heard "Rich Girl" and I thought, "Ooh, they're cussing in the song. These guys might be cool." But I love that song. And then they kind of went away for a while, trying to find their true sound, which came out on the '80s album "Voices," where they started to produce their own music. Mm -hmm. "Kiss on My List" was the big hit song from there, and 
they they did a cover of um you lost that loving feeling you make my oh, yeah. dreams come true so that really yeah. started their 80s uh reign on the pop charts mm-hmm. then you had the private eyes album h2o into big bam boom and with each of those albums they went from guitar driven rock soul into more pop and a motown yeah. beat um and then a little bit of a disco and really produced by the late 80s a really produced kind of sound so this made me go back and listen to their back catalog throughout the 70s which is very soul yep. and folk which is kind of a weird combination Singer-songwriter stuff almost. Yeah. Oh, very much so. With a few really funky, good danceable uh, songs in there. And then once they hit the 90s, it's more... very what, what is the album what, what album is that with the with the, like the um the van in front of it or the uh like the school bus or the cafeteria what the, that's that's the oh the I abandoned had. luncheonette thank you was that the name of the album yeah that's the name of the album that okay. that's a great album by the way yes yes and and it has some okay. great soul and a great uh folk on there and singer uh, songwriter yeah. stuff now their sound yeah. is is very um uh they have a semi countryish sounding album from the 90s but their sound evolved and it's great. And I'm very glad that they're working on a brand new album and hopefully COVID goes away and they can get to work on that. But Daryl Hall and John Oates, big time in the eighties, but you got to listen to all their music. No, a I lot of good they're, stuff. They're there. This is my only thing. I, you know, I, I, my joke is that, uh, you know, Hall's been on the coattails of Daryl, uh, you know, of Oates. Yes. I mean, no, 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 I'm sorry. Oates is on the cover. Oates has been. <laughs> well, well, no, he is. I even screwed that up. <laughs> he is really a good songwriter. I know. And if you, you listen and you read his book, he writes a lot of the hooks and then Daryl right. kind of finishes it off. So John, you know John is an integral part of that. Okay, hold that, hold that thought, because we're gonna that that, that we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that in, 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 in not this one, but the next the next pillar. Okay, because I I I'll, I'll, I I'll validate your point in a sec in a second, but because so my third one, you ready for me? Yeah, I am so ready for your number three. And you are correct once again, Scotty. The Rolling Stones, boy, we will we really do know each other, don't we? Yeah. So yes, oh, the Rolling yes, Stones. We do. I was looking for that. Rolling Stones, <laughs> yay. They are the greatest rock and roll band of all time. Wait, what um, about the Beatles? Okay, go ahead. I said rock and roll. Um, <laughs> so the what? Here's the thing about like they are really what 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 I would call spit in your face rock and roll. And if you see or you've heard or seen spit in your face rock and roll, you know what I mean. Otherwise, I really can't define it. But um, they really introduced me to all the greats: Chuck Berry and Muddy Waters and. Um, Little Richard and just and they also represent in this pillar of mine all of the classic rock that has really you know that that whole the Kinks uh, who, the Who well we'll get back to the Who in a second but uh, the uh, you know all of the cla- all the British Invasion piece that really came about and they were really they they sustained it over the years in the seventies they put out some great albums yeah I could go today. I go today and listen to any album in the Rolling Stone albums in the seventies and know every track and remember. It's like, oh, he, he, I know exactly what the next song is going to be. Listening to this album, the f- albums had flow. They just put put together a great rock and roll album, and they were all over the place. And I just, they are um, just remarkable. Now, what, getting back to how it influenced me. Well, what what album was Hang Fire off of? Now, I'm going to get to that. In a, I'm going to get to that here. So this is really my and part of my musical journey was in high school. 19, so in 1978 through 79, there wasn't a day in my life in that year that we didn't listen to Some Girls, right? Nice. Everywhere you go. It was on the radio, somebody's oh, car, yeah. cassette. 
every every that album was was played and it just loved it. I mean, it was represented my senior in high school. And then when I got to college, when I got to Fredonia, um, that was when Tattoo You came on, which was which is where Hank Fire was on. And that really defined yes. that piece. But here's the thing where I kind of got to really love the Stones was because uh, my buddies up at, we talked about Ed Bates, who was a, a, a frequent listener and a, and, a, and a pastime podcast guest, and Wiggy and Mike Jacoby. Hey, we had Ed. these things. We had a couple of days called Stones Days where we kind of listened to the Rolling Stones chronologically from, wow. from start to finish. <laughs> and... But here's the thing. This was this is also about, this is 1981-82. There was no internet, so these guys knew the stuff. This is they understood the Stones, and they had like B sides, imports, and we just it was unbelievable. But the whole day of Stones, I really got to appreciate them, and it really opened up another world, another world of just other how great they were, now, and I, how much of influence they are on me. I have never seen the Stones in concert. Should I go see them? Not at this point in your not not at this point in your career. Really, <laughs> in their really, career, no. <laughs> Hey, I I, 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 I would not. I remember I singing not. along to "Hey, you get off my cloud" in a music uh, class uh, in eighth uh, grade. But and that's it. Well, you know the thing about the, Sto- the Stones. They, they actually, I would say, no. My sister Deborah went to go see him last year when they toured. She said it was pretty good and um, took the whole family. But I, what I will say about the Stones, they have stayed relevant. They have done new music over the years. They have a new music right new new song out right now called "Ghost Town." Which is kind of relevant to what's going on today, even though they didn't write about what's going on. But it's really uh, they they just released it, so they're still doing stuff. It's great, awesome. All right, Neil. All right, you're next. My number three. You guessed Duran Duran. Yes. Oh. They were under consideration, but I went with Robert Palmer. Ooh, nice. So I was I was really introduced to Robert Palmer out of the Duran Duran vibe when he hooked up with two of the Duran Duran members for the Power Station oh. album in 1985. I played... I'm, ups- I'm upset I didn't get Robert Palmer. I played the <laughs> heck out of that cassette tape. I would play it driving from my house into work at the Holiday Cinemas, uh-huh. and I would know I could get there by the end of song number five. Uh-huh. And then Absolutely. I would drive like hell to get home three songs at night, but I'd usually, you know, listen to the first one again. But then, of course, that opened me up to, okay, he's been around a while. So, you know, Dr. Doctor, give me the news. Yeah, you got a bad case. Sure. OCBC does a great cover of that. <laughs> and then Sneaking Sally Through the Alley with Little Feet. That, to me, that that, that, that was when I really, um, I mean, I, I've known Rob Parm, but that's really kind of validated because he is... Brought worlds together. He's he's a class. It's yeah, he's unbelievable. He's awesome. Great. Died way too early. And then after the power station, he had a huge uh, solo career yeah. for a few years with Addicted to Love. Uh huh. And that was the video with all the girls dressed the same as his band. And then it seemed yes. like every video, every song he had out, he kept going more ridiculous with it, more and mm. more of these girls until he finally said, "Yeah, enough of that." Once again, he does a lot of stuff. He does rock and roll he does funky r&b stuff on his album he does blues he has a great blues album he has a big band standards album that's awesome he has a lot of reggae influence which is cool new wave punk new wave punk but his lyrics for the songs he writes he does a lot of great covers but for his originals he's got such a sly sense of humor and a little Mm -hmm. bit of sarcasm in his lyrics that, that is just great. He does a great cover of um, I Didn't Mean to Turn You On, which was an R&B yep. song 
by some uh, female artist that I can't remember. But he's like, hey, wouldn't it be funny if a guy did that? And it's just great. I know the song. Awesome. I didn't realize it. Was, I didn't realize it was a cover, which is the best part of that song. Hmm, yeah, he's and my favorite, my favorite, my favorite Robert Palmer song is "Looking for Clues." Oh, that, did you write that's that? A, that's a great song. Yes, and, I I I I tore up the dance floor of "Looking for Clues" in, in the '80s, Scotty. I'm just gonna say, just gonna just gonna lay it out right there, man. I could I could do that. Uh, and I I love that I got to see him in concert because he died very early, very young, yes. in his early fifties. Well, he drank I, a lot and smoked a lot. But, uh, did he really? I I didn't realize that. I um I I did not I did not know I did not realize that uh, I did not I've never seen him in concert, which is one of my regrets. So well, sorry. when he was younger, he drank a lot of whiskey to rough up his voice because he wanted to sound more R and B and older than he was. So mm-hmm. he smoked a lot, drank a lot. But uh, I saw him solo in concert at Merriweather, and when the power station got back together in the mid '90s, and no one really cared. He tw- right. he toured, and I saw him at the nine thirty club. They were doing Power Station stuff. They were oh. doing his stuff. It was it was just amazing. You know, hardly anybody in the audience. Oh, I I'm loved mad at you it. that you didn't ask me to go with you. I loved it. That was that. That's awesome. Good for you. All right, Neil, give me your All number right. four. Number four, eh, for Scotty. Oh wait, I got <laughs> that right here. Who is it? It wasn't Wilco. It is Bob Dylan. In Peren, the band. Well, so, um, uh, I don't know. Might have to go to the judge. No, I'm gonna. Exp- I'm gonna. I'm gonna explain myself. Oh, I know you are for the next <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> Lucy, I'll explain. Oh, sorry. Anyway, that was my uh, my. I love Lucy reference. All right. Anyway, um, Bob Dylan, sing the, the best singer songwriter of all time. No problem. And the band whoa, whoa, really whoa, is a singer. Mm, no, go ahead. Technically, he's not the, a great singer, but go the, ahead. And the band was the birth of American music. So let's let's just start with Dylan. Um, I really was never really kind of. I mean, Dylan was not kind of my thing. I mean, I knew his, I had his greatest hits one and two going back to um, back in high school. So, but in high school youth wasn't a big deal for me. Um, but then in April of 1978, um, the last waltz was released. So the last waltz was a concert that was put together by by the band to represent their their final concert and all these artists came in eric clapton buddy waters and a, a whole slew of people it was, and it was a big movie it was uh, directed by martin scorsese but the band were the backup band for bob dylan back in 1965 and 1966 and they were when bob dylan went electric they were the band that got where he was getting booed off the stage all through United, through America and through Europe. That was the band, and they kind of um, after that they broke up and they kind of did their own thing and went to Woodstock and um, did a couple of great albums, uh, music for the Big Pink and the band that kind of immoralized them as they're on their own. But once again, I didn't get into was, any of that. Was, until it, was it immoral or are they immortal? Immoralized. Oh, okay. Yes, immortal. Immortalized. Okay. <laughs> After I saw the after I saw this um this this movie and by the way the summer of seventy eight so we it got released in April seventy eight the summer of seventy eight when it went into the dollar movie theaters if you can imagine that right me and my friends went every every night for like two three weeks to see this this movie kind of like me with Star Wars <laughs> the guy's like really you're here again it's like we got nothing else to do. <laughs> What you want us on the streets? <laughs> but anyway, I always tell the story that that movie really changed my life because it really talked me about what, what, and this goes so, back to so your is point it, about is John, it Bob Dylan goes back or to the John band. Hall. 
But it, it is the it's the band that kind of. But I'm gonna that, get back to the like band. That's like me saying Robert let Palmer, me, let, but Duran Duran is part of it. No, 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 no. Let me get back to this. The band, the Dylan, are one of the same because of the way they evolved together and the way that the band is took Dylan and and electrified it and made what we call Americana Americana music. They are really the kind of the birth of Americana music, right? And that's a part of what I lo- I love. Whereas Dylan has on the birth of singer-songwriters and changed musical structure tanks. Up until Dylan, every song, rock and roll song, was about sex or cars. Well, what else is there? <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like Mike Love talking to Brian Wilson. Don't mess and, with the formula. But then, but let me get back to Dylan. So we talked about the band, but Dylan kind of, I fortified Dylan back in, um, in 1997 when he released uh, In Time, the album. I'm um, sorry, Out of Mind is the album. And when I listened to that album, that was like, it, 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 it was another one of those life-changing moments for me where I was like, wow, this is, and then I, I, it, it, I listened to it, changed my life. It's just beautifully produced by Daniel Lois. And it just, the way he talked about, it was love song. It was all about love songs and stories he was telling, but it opened my eyes to all, more Dylan. I started listening to Dylan. So since, for the last probably 25 years, I've been kind of, really digging into Dylan over the, and it's really kind of shaping it to that point and we're going to get to this next well I'm going to save it for next week but Ugh. I'll tease you a little bit more Dylan for next week but here it is really just oh I'm I'm sorry I left and went to the bathroom are you still talking oh, about Bob Dylan and yes. the band yes oh, okay. just because you don't like Bob Dylan you, you have to respect that Scotty please I, d- <laughs> <laughs> I love giving you a hard time no um, thank you I really have no context for Bob Dylan. I just knew he was like a folky, uh, hippie kind right. of thing through the 60s. And now, everybody does an imitation of Bob Dylan. Hey, like a rolling stone, right? Uh, um, I mean, yeah, I, I always say Dylan. Dylan's voice and his music or his voice, is, it's kind of like scotch. Either you kind of like it or you, you got to acquire a taste for it. Well, actually, in uh, once again, in music class, I think in like fifth or sixth grade, when they used to have just music appreciation classes, we would listen right. to Blowing in the Wind. Mm-hmm. And then, you, you know, the teacher would play the Bob Dylan version and then the Peter, Paul and Mary version because they could actually sing, I guess, technically better. Cool. Yeah. But that's the kind of that's kind of the point. It's not about the voice. It's about the, it's, it's the voice. It's, it's all about his feelings and, and how he sings it. All right, never mind. Let's go. Let's go to number four for you. Okay, number four for me, Neil. You nailed it. No, uh, you know, no big shocker here. It is the Mavericks. Wow. But before you get into the Mavericks, which I love, we were both three for four. Very nice. Well, one of mine was a gimme, so I, I probably would have went with like the Who or Elvis Costello for you. But okay, so the Mavericks. November 1993, Kelly and uh, Rory, little baby Rory, are upstairs asleep. I can't sleep. I'm watching country music television back when they just used to show videos. It was like 1130 at night and what a crying shame came on. And I was like, man, that's a great song. That's not like your typical country song that's out now with Garth Brooks and all that kind of stuff. That one's different. That has something to it. So when the cassette came out later that spring, I bought it, I put it in, and from that first note, I was like, this is it. This is, I love this. So it's country. They started out country, and they get mm-hmm. into this rock and pop kind of evolution of their sound. So they get into a little bit of Tex-Mex, some rockin', bluesy 
country stuff, some ska, Americana, just amazing music. Yeah. And I love that their sound has changed over the years. And Raul yeah. Malo, their lead singer, his voice is amazing. It's liquid gold. It's amazing. He can sing anything. He can sing old standards really from I, the forties. He can sing rock and roll. He can sing country and western. He, you don't have to convince me about the Mavericks. Oh, he can sing yeah, in I, Spanish. It's beautiful. Yeah. And their I, live shows, as you know, we've been to a lot of their live shows. Yeah, are amazing. They bring the house down. Everybody no, is up I, dancing, I, and it's hard to, I think, qualify or put a term on what their music is because it's really not country it's not american roll they they just play whatever they want they do it's rock and roll and they do great covers they have great yeah. uh original songs anything by them listen to it their early stuff very traditional country which is great like i said and then they start branching out with their sound they're amazing they're wonderful listen I, to I them am... I agree. I already should listen to the Mavericks, but you know, and I, I, you know, you know, I love the Mavericks, but they remind me of so many bands that I listened to in the seventies. That same kind of like we talked about, it's NRBQ or Rock Pile, and um, like even some early Elvis Costello. It just, they just, it has that kind of. They're just good. They're just they know how to write songs, produce songs, and just and 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 also the key is they could rock out live. They are a great live band. They're a good bar band. They kill it. And what I love about going to their shows are I am still like one of the younger people in the crowd. Exactly. <laughs> Which is kind of yes, funny. and also uh, even uh, uh, your nemesis might be a little bit. Oh, uh, don't get me started back <laughs> on that nemesis. Uh. Anyway, so, so I, the other thing, so, all right, that, that I agree with you. So um, we're well, we liked all our artists except you hate Dylan. I just I just got to get over that. But I want to make one, one more point here about um. Oh, I have a point I had too. Some, I have some honorable mentions here. Okay, and it kind of. Well, I, I have a I, few that uh, that were in consideration. Yeah, I, that's I, I have to give some I have to give my honorable mentions because these are these are people that I just cannot okay, talk r- about music. Rapid with, fire, without. do it. All right, Pete Townsend and the Who, mm-hmm. Bruce Springsteen, okay, Elvis Costello, and yes, Scotty Wilco. Okay, they were in there. All right, my in considerations were Aha. The Beatles is too obvious, probably. Huey Lewis and the News, Stray Cats, Duran Duran, and maybe Van Halen. I was kind of torn on that, but uh, Duran Duran. I I, I would I was thinking about Aha, but I, what did, did they have two albums? How many albums did they have? No, they have eight or nine, which oh, do they? <laughs> they do. But here's the thing with with my Mount Rushmore of music. If you listen to their catalog. It's a lot of different sounds. You can hear their yeah, music evolve and change. It's Absolutely. not the same Absolutely. thing over and over. Right. You look. You look at all the people on my list. It's the same thing as that. That's why I would never put like we a. We share that um, in common. Yes. How about that? Yes. You right, know what exactly. else we share in common? What's that? Our love of climate change. So why don't oh. we get? Oh man, we are really. We have go. Time. We are really over. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well. I hope you had fun. Did you have fun, Neil? This was fun. I had I had a blast. I hope everybody else liked it. <laughs> well, we'll find out in the comments. Thank you for listening to the OC Bombers podcast. Please share the link, download and listen. Spread the word. We're on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, Let's and Stitcher. Leave us your feedback and comments. Until next time, so long. See you, Neil. Bye, Scotty.